right. Good evening, everyone. Good to see you all. Thanks for coming on uh, State of Origin Night. And some of you wearing the colors. And um, yeah, just been bombarded all day uh, with all of my, my Queensland pastor friends just being edifying toward me through the course of the day. But we're here. We, we want to uh, just uh, open the Word of God this evening tonight and, and then just uh, take, take some time to pray this evening. And so let's turn our Bibles to Psalm 94. And then if you pick up Hebrews chapter 12 as well, we'll get into just a bit of a, a thought tonight. You know, I think all of us here at some point, we would, in our prayer and in our desire from the Lord, we want God's blessing, don't we? We want God to bless us. We ask Him to, to bless the, the plans we have. We ask Him to bless decisions. We ask Him to just bless our lives. And that's a good thing. I think we ought to desire God's blessing. He's a God who, in all of His goodness and His grace, is not short in, in blessing us. But sometimes I think when we think about what blessing is, we can be a little bit surprised what that includes. And, you know, when you think about, as, uh, as parents, when we want to bless our children and we want to help them and, and, and really ensure that they have a blessed life, there's times that they're going to receive something from us that they're not going to consider as a blessing. They're not going to consider that when they, when they receive it as something that is certainly desirable. And I think this is one of those, as God's children, that we sometimes sometimes forget is part of the package of God's blessing. And it's, it's found in, in Psalm 94. Look at verse 12. It says, Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law, that thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. For the Lord will not cast off his people Neither will he forsake his inheritance, but judgment shall return unto the righteous, uh, unto righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. And so, notice that first verse that we read there: "Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest." And when you read the the context of Psalm ninety four, there's really an appeal for God to to issue vengeance. And you know, we live in a world where there's a great deal of many things that we look at and we go, there's, there's, there's got to be something done about that. There, there's a whole heap of wickedness that, if you look at it historically, we see, and then even currently in our modern day, we see our injustices in the world. There's a lot of those things that we look around and, and we say, you know, when's God going to judge that? And, and we have a great, sometimes a great passion to see God judge something. We have a great passion to see God do right in instances. And, and yet, when you read through this, that's the main appeal right at the outset. But he reminds us that in, in, in all of that, it's the same God who in his righteousness judges the wicked. Similarly, also in his desire for righteousness for us, he chastens us. And he, he says there that, uh, notice verse 10, he that chastiseth the heathen, shall not he correct? He that teacheth man knowledge, shall not he know? 
You know, for those of us who have children, we often we're, we, we want to do what's right for our kids. We want to ensure that they get the right instruction. We want to ensure that they, uh, they, they have those, those things that are available to them so that they can live a good life, live a life that's, that's joyful and happy and blessed. And, and yet sometimes in, as part of that package, in, in order to do that, what do we do as parents? We correct, we chasten. And, and that's the trick, isn't it? Often young people and, and we growing up, perhaps, we don't like to receive correction. We don't like to, to have that as part of the package. We resist it, we even decry after it, and we look at all of that and we think, well, that's not the blessing, that's not part of that, but actually it comes with the package. It comes with the fact that we as God's people, we're, we're, we are a blessed people because our God is, is the one true God, but as part of that, he allows and he even doles out chastening so that we can be blessed. And so there's the blessing of chastening. And, and notice the same thought uh, brought out. Look at Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And notice with me verse 4. Now after those great verses about, about looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, he continues, he says in verse 3, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. And then he, he goes into this thought in verse 4, you have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. So he's saying, he's reminding us that we are God's children. He says, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him is really Quoting there Job chapter 5, verse 17, where the Bible says, Happy is the man whom the Lord correcteth. And he goes, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father, father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, Whereof all are partakers, then ye are bastards and not sons. He's saying you're illegitimate. He says in verse 9, Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which, which correcteth us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we, what, shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. You know, we don't talk much about that Today, we don't talk about the fact that for, for thousands of years, the, the ideal situation in disciplining a child was to chasten him with the rod. And there was that, 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 uh, that teaching in the Word of God, and, and there's, a, there's a real resistance to that now. And, and we recognize, though, those of us from a previous generation, how much that worked. And he's saying that, that even our earthly fathers, they chastened us, and there was some, some sort of result from that. The, in, in fact, we look back now and we're thankful for the correction. And then he continues on. Now no chastening, in verse 11, for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. And, and that's obvious, isn't it? No child loves the correction. 
No child uh, desires it in, this, in a way that, you know, that, that it makes them joyful. It, it's, there's, there's a real pain that's attached to it. Nevertheless, afterward though, so the resulting of that is it yields, yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. So if this thing is exercised in that life, there's going to be the peaceable fruit of righteousness. There's going to be a result. There's going to be a fruitfulness that comes, that, that comes as a result of that. And yet, the reality is we don't view chastening in our lives as a blessing. We view it and we, in our nature, want to resist it. We, in our nature, don't put it in the same category as the other blessings that are so positive and reinforcing. But actually, there's a blessing in chastening, and I want to give you that tonight as we, we think about this, uh, this evening. Notice the first thing there. He says, blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord. And notice this, it, it really comes with it, and teachest him out of thy law. You know, one of the ways that we really learn God's word is at times he has to correct us. You know, one of the, one of the great properties of the Bible is that it's profitable for reproof, for correction in righteousness. And so actually the word of God by its nature is corrective. You, you know, you, you see someone who's just recently been saved, someone who's just been a newborn in Christ, and you see the lights turn on after they get saved, and those things that they so, so, so readily did, those things that they, they just involved themselves in, those things that they had no guilt about even previously, suddenly those things are described for them in the Word of God. And, and elaborated upon, and suddenly those things that they just so readily accepted as just part of their lives, they recognize there's a, there's a need to correct that. There's a need not to do those. And, and because they have the Spirit of God, and because they have the, the, the power of God in their lives as, as, as God's children, with God from that. But you understand that there's a learning that comes with God's chastening. And so that's the first blessing of chastening is that we learn God's word. And you know, sometimes there are those who are a little bit more practical. You know, there's, there's different, really, when you observe your, your kids sometimes, there's some that they just learn by instruction. There's some that they learn by doing. There's some that they learn the hard way, right? They, they learn because, and in their nature, perhaps, they just, that's how they learn. They try it, and then they realize that actually what you said in the first place was right. And sometimes that's how God ha has to teach us. He allows there to be a time of chastening, a, a time where the results of our own failures, and it's even sometimes our own sins, come to abound and come to reality. And then we recognize, you know what, at the end of it, that God's word is true. That there's a reality of that in our lives. And sometimes it takes God's chastening to help us to learn His law, learn His truth. He says there, O Lord, and teachest Him out of Thy law. And there's times where you don't recognize some of those things that God gives us in His Word until we're going through it and we're suffering the pain of it. And we're going through the chastening. 
And so the, the blessing of chasing, firstly, is we learn God's word. Then notice the second one in verse 13, that thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. And we know eventually there will be justice to those who are wicked. There's a pit being dug. There's a pit that they will eventually be led to. But notice the first part of that verse. He says that thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity. And, and you know, you begin to think about that. And, and if you've ever gone through chastening, which if you're saved, you probably have. You ever go through chastening, it's not, it's not nice, is it? And we look at it and it's grievous. The Bible tells us that. We look at it and it's hard. Sometimes God even allows us to get our own way and we find leanness unto our soul. And we go through all of that and we feel like, well, that was difficult. But what he's saying here is actually, if, if you didn't have God's chastening in your life, then, then that's the real adversity. You're, you're actually going to go through it. And I began to think about that. I began to think about how many times God chastened me. And yes, it was difficult. And yes, it was, I went through some things that I learned some real hard truths. But I wonder how those who are without Christ, I wonder how they go through their lives and they go through the hardships of life and the hardships of the reality of their poor decisions without the realization and without the reality of a great purpose and a great God that oversees all of that. How there's no rest in that, actually. You know, for us as God's people, whether positive or negative in our sense, whether it's good news or bad news or whatever it is, we understand that overall God is the one who's trying to draw us back. That God is the one who, above it all, knows where we're at, knows how to break us at times, knows the, 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 the capacity that we have at times, where we're going to go and how we're going to end up, in all of that, he's actually overseeing that in, 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 the, in the way of correcting us. And actually, there's, some, there's a restfulness in that for us as God's people. And yet, that thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity. You know, sometimes we think, wow, like, look what they're going through under God's hand but we don't realize how much more they would go through under their own hand. You know, we think, we think that, you know, in God's hand, and yet we, we know he's also a merciful God. We know he's a God who knows us, who knows the, the very thing that we need. And when you really think about what God does for us to, to be able to, at times, bring us to a greater measure of chastening, you know what he, he generally does? He just lets us go on our own. You know, the Bible tells us there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And, and there's a hardness to just going our way. There's no rest in that. And, and, and we understand sometimes that, that there's, a, there's, there's a great adversity in life, and there's a great adversity that people go through and yet we've got to rejoice in the fact that we as God's people, we go through adversity under the guidance of God and under the mercy of God. And there's great purpose in that. And yet in the end, he's saying, until the pit be digged for the wicked. And there's a preparation for those who are without Christ that there's going to be an ultimate 
fulfillment of justice and a learning. And you understand that it's the fools that cry out that there's no God. And yet one day, they're going to look up and cry out to God. That there's going to be a reality of that in their lives. And whilst they may make merry even in the face of their own their, their own, uh, their own uh, wrong decisions and the, the natural consequences of that, whilst they may even laugh at the face of God and their, at the calamity that they face even today, and whilst it may seem at times that they're getting away with it too, you understand that one day there will be a doling out of justice. And there's no rest in that. And so the blessing of chastening for us is that we rest from actual adversity. From the adversity that we incur by our own hand. The adversity that comes from the natural, the natural consequences and detriments that sometimes we make. And notice the next thing, the blessing of chastening, verse 14. For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. And you know, really he's speaking about the nation of Israel here, but you understand that we belong to God. We know that the Bible, the Bible tells us that he knows all of his, and he knows you tonight if you're saved. And here's, a, here's a, the, the great thing about that is we can trust in our belonging. You know, the blessing of chastening is we can trust our belonging. You know, we read it in Hebrews Chapter 12, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and he scourges every son. You know, the, the reality is when we're going through chastening, it actually evidences to us that we belong to God. It actually evidences to us that he's pursuing us and trying to correct our way trying to get us back to a place of reliance on Him, a, rely, a repentance toward Him. And, and there's a belonging that is joyous in that. You know, there's, uh, there's times where, uh, where we observe sometimes other children and we won't do anything about it. Right? Well, well it's not our job, per se. And we sometimes we walk around the shops and we see kids misbehaving and we don't go out of our way to go and correct that. Why? Because they're not our children. But what we do look at is we look at the parents. <laughs> and we say, your parents and those parents need to do something about that. And why? Because there's an inherent understanding that the responsibility for those children is not yours first. It's theirs first. And so when we're God's children, guess whose responsibility it is first to correct his children? It's God's. You know, we can be discouraged and disappointed at times. We can look at all of that and we could go, wow, what happened there? We can feel for them and observe sometimes from afar and even up close the reality of God's chastening in their lives. And yet, Ultimately, if they're gods, ultimately he's the one that knows. And he's the one that is overseeing even the very chastening that they're going through. And so, whom the Lord loves, he chastens. And that's always the, the, 
that's always the underpinning reality in that person's life. It's, it's God's love. It's not just that, that they belong to him. It's they belong to him and he loves them. And so that's, the, that's the, the blessing of chasing. And then the last thing is this in verse 15. But judgment shall return unto righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall fail it. We read it in Hebrews. It's, it's said this way, the peaceable fruit of righteousness. And here's the last blessing of chastening is that it, is that it returns us to righteousness. You see, the whole point of chastening isn't, isn't just to chasten us, it's to produce something in us. It's to help us turn back to God. It's to help us to return to righteousness. It's to help us realize what is righteousness. It, it's, it's, it, it's to help us recognize that the path we're going on and the behaviors that are, we're currently going, uh, we're currently allowing in our lives and, and the, those actions and everything else that comes into that, that realm of decision-making, all of that we need to turn back and turn to righteousness. And, and we return to righteousness, and, and eventually God's desire for us is that we would yield something in our lives. And it's the peaceable fruit of righteousness. And it might be that we have to learn it that way. And so tonight, you know, you might go to bed it might even be your habit to pray, and you're praying for blessing. And then tomorrow, you might face a little bit of chastening. Don't forget, it's part of the blessing. It's actually part of God's way to, to get us back to that place where we're seeking Him, back to a place of fruitfulness, back to the, that place of righteousness. But the judgment shall return unto righteousness, and then He says, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. And what's produced from that is uprightness in our lives that we can then just follow. There's a, there's a, there's a path that we recognize. And so there's, there's a part of the blessing, the blessing of chastening. All right.